0: Happy trails to you It's great to say hello And to share with you The joy I've come to know I told the, the guys down at uh, jail uh, Friday night, Thursday night I told them down at jail Thursday night, I said, I can prophesy where every one of you are, are going to be and where you're going to spend eternity. They kind of looked at me like this. I said, if you will receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and that you will serve Him, you will spend eternity in heaven. But if you reject Jesus and you do not serve Him, you will spend eternity in hell, in the lake of fire. And, uh, and I said, I'm claiming every one of it because we, had a, we really had some good turnouts and we're getting them to do the scripture and, and to do the, do the praying and, and uh, they choose some hymns. So they had their Bibles and, 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 and that's what I want to tell you today, that I want to prophesy your future uh, through the word of God. We have a more sure word of prophecy, and that's the word of God. This, this book tells you where that you will spend eternity. Yeah. And it depends on what, what you do with Jesus. And uh, we looked here in um, uh, the rapture. We started out with the rapture, and I want you to go there again, because something came up at the jail Thursday night I had to correct. And I want to make sure that, that you're not making this, this same mistake, because a lot of people uh, get confused here. It's First uh, Thessalonians, the 4th chapter. First Thessalonians, the 4th chapter. I just want to make sure that, that you're taught well and that you don't say things that aren't scriptural. Uh, in this rapture here, it says, uh, verse 13, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them who are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. That's the reason told Lois and uh, Jesse. To sorrow not as those who have no hope, because our hope is in Jesus. And if we really believe what he did, we know that Kitty's with the Lord now. Um, but for we believe if Jesus died and rose again, even so them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Uh, so there, there's a confusion here where that um, people think that when, when a Christian dies and goes to heaven to be absent of the bodies to be present with the Lord, that they get their new bodies then. That is not scriptural. So I had to bring that word of correction first. That is not scriptural. You do not get your new body then. You get it at, at the, the rapture, which is the, the resurrection, same thing. The rapture and the resurrection is the same thing. And notice here it says that Jesus, those who sleep in Jesus, will God bring back with him. In other words, in the rapture, Jesus comes for us. In the revelation, he comes with us. Amen. So just let that sink in. Because we don't get our new bodies. I mean, when Kitty passed, you know, she's in spirit. She left her body behind. And that body is going to be left behind until that trumpet sounds in the rapture. And then when, when it's time for the rapture to happen and the trumpet sounds, then Jesus brings the soul. It says he brings with him those who sleep in Jesus. And he comes back and then their, their soul and their body... And you say, well, you know, what's uh, nothing there? Or we got burned up. Well, he knows everybody's DNA. I could throw him in jail. He knows everybody's DNA. That reading's different. And that DNA, he made the DNA the first time. Those building blocks. He made that person from that DNA the first time. So he knows how to resurrect that DNA, to for a spiritual body Out of that same DNA, it's the same body Out of that same DNA. He makes a. a a spiritual body that, you know, can't get sick or die or anything else anymore. And so, so just make sure that, that that's clear. For we say unto you by the word of the Lord, Paul said, I didn't make this up, verse 15, we are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go before those who are asleep. That means those who died in the Lord and their bodies in the grave and now their spirits are coming back to be joined their bodies. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Can't you imagine this? The Lord is so anxious to do this. He really is. He, he shall send from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Their souls and their bodies are rejoined. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So the rapture happens first, and then the seven-year tribulation period, the Antichrist rule, and uh, that's in Revelation 18. I'm doing some review here so we can get oriented again. And uh, we saw the destruction in Revelation 18 of the corrupt Babylonian system, and see that's reading all the protests that this Babylonian system—they uh, do their best to hang on to that, to hang on to the corrupt political system, the corrupt economic system. Uh, you know, it's not—it's uh, not right the way we've been done, and that's reading President Trump put on these tariffs to get the economic system back into balance. That trade deficit is not right. It's, it's corrupt, and when you come against that swamp, boy, you see what happens. You see what happens. Well, the Bible says, and we looked at it in Revelation 18, that corrupt Babylonian system is going to be destroyed in one hour. God said, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of your crookedness and your dishonesty and your protest for what's not right. He, he destroys it in one hour. That's the corrupt economic, religious system, the political system that's strangled and weakened the world for so long, especially America. And socialism is the real reason for the protest. Abortion. Abortion. We have the right to choose. What about the little baby? Why don't they have a right to choose whether it can live or not? No. It's corrupt. It's got to go. Okay, um, so then... um, Revelation 19, we saw that there was praise in heaven and on earth. There was weeping and wailing. In Revelation 19, as the corrupt Babylonian system tr- crumbles and falls, we're in heaven, the rapture, uh, the resurrection has happened, we're praised, we're having a big praise party. You know, these people that, that are dying and um, say that, you know, we're going to hell and have a big party. No, they're going to be weeping and wailing. The Bible says they're going to be weeping and wailing. We're going to have the party in heaven. We're the ones going to be rejoicing that we made it through, that we trust in Jesus, that we're, uh, we were faithful. And all these things that came against us, we remain true. We remain faithful to God. So we're going to be weeping and wailing on earth. And the tribulation period is still going on during that seven years after we're raptured. They're going to be weeping and wailing, Revelation 18 says. And I'm going to say again, the Lord told me that your praise generates and releases the presence and power of God. Your praise generates and releases the presence and power of God. Just reading. I'm just focusing on praise more and more, more and more, just focusing on praise more and more, more and more. And then um, here, um, the battle of Armageddon, that, that comes at the end of the seven-year tribulation. But that's in Revelation 19. We looked at that. Uh, Revelation nineteen, fifteen through twenty-one and in verse twenty the Antichrist and the false prophet are taken and cast alive into the lake of fire, and all those who follow them instead of Christ, they're cast in the lake of fire. And as I told the guys down to jail, in John five, if you go to John no eight. John eight, look look here. John eight, John the eighth chapter, John eight, verse twenty one, John eight, twenty one, eight, twenty one. This is, these terrible, I, I just encourage you to read the Gospel of John again. If you had not read it for a while, I'm just so glad the Lord put me there again. Just go through the Gospel of John and see. And, and we always tell new Christians to study the Gospel of John first. We always tell them that. Because you will see the terrible battle that Jesus had with the Jews and with the, the scribes, the Pharisees. Terrible, and he did it for you, he did it for me. Constant oppression and Insults, and um, but but notice here that um, I just don't know where to start. But but anyway, it, it's all so good. And he said, verse eighteen: I am the one who bears witness of myself; the Father who sent me uh, bears witness of me. Then said, and then them, where is your Father? Just uh, Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my Father. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. These words spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again to them Now, here, here's the sad part that can make me weep about all these people that are lost. And that, that's reading really the Lord said keep going to jail, keep going to these nursing homes. These people, a lot of people are not going to be here very long. Uh, keep uh, witnessing every opportunity you get, in the neighborhood, you know, he'll work it around where you can witness to people. I've noticed that. You know, as you pray, uh, uh, he will open up a people uh, that you can witness to. It's something they'll say, or something will happen that'll open up, and they'll talk about the world situation, and he'll open it up because it could be that you're the one that could could say a word to save them, to to save them from from this terrible hell and destruction uh, Jesus said to them I go my way and you shall seek me and you shall die in your sins see millions have you shall die in your sins where I go you cannot come and see they're making fun of him again then said the Jews will he kill himself because he said where I go you cannot come and he said to them you're from, from beneath I'm from above you're of this world I'm not of this world I said therefore to you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And, you know, as I told the guys at the jail, that there's listing uh, two or three times in the book of Revelation, there's listings of who's not going to make it. And the only sin that will keep you out of heaven is when you don't believe in Jesus and you don't receive him as your Savior. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a main thing right there, because they did not believe in me. It says there in Revelation, the unbelieving did not make it. It's right there. The unbelieving will not make it. And, and that's the ones that don't believe in Jesus. Or if, it, if they did believe it was just intellectual assent, it wasn't heart. If it was heart, they would be here every Sunday. If that if was really in their heart, and they really understood what they did, and they really surrendered to what they professed, they would be here. And I was studying Rick Renner the other day, and boy, I mean, it really, you know, uh, where Jesus said, um, uh, if, you, if, you, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that's a spiritual law, it'll happen. He said all the time that people have gutted on the negative side, what they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth is coming to pass every day, just right and left. The wrong thing. Because he said that is such a powerful combination. When you believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, that it will come to pass every time. If you really believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, it will come to pass. I've heard people say, Well, I'm going to die young. Uh, and and how many times I think back, it happened exactly as they said it, it happened. And you just watch your mouth because you think it don't matter. I've got a right to express my opinion. Everyone's entitled to my opinion. We've got an old owl a picture. Ours says of an owl and his his glasses down like this. Everyone is entitled to my opinion. Well, <laughs> if you got the wrong opinion or you're not saying the right thing. I mean, it's going to come to pass and you're going to be sorry you ever said it. You can repent, thank God, I've had to repent several times about things that I slipped out of my mouth and didn't mean to say. But it will come to pass. And Rick Renner proved it in the Greek. He, he, he broke it down into Greek. And if you really believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth, it's going to come to pass. But if you really believe in Jesus and you're really committed to it, it's going to come to pass. I mean the good things. Your salvation, your health, your peace of mind, uh, your prosperity, uh, your loved ones coming in to be saved. If you really believe it and you really walk in it, it's going to come to pass. So then we studied the battle of Armageddon at Revelation 19. The antichrist and the false prophet cast into the lake Fire and all those who follow them. And then in Revelation 20... We read about Satan is bound a thousand years. Now, and this is the millennial reign of Christ on earth. It's, it's a thousand year reign of Christ on earth. And, uh, you know, the raptures happened, the, the resurrections happened. We went to heaven for the marriage supper of the Lamb. We celebrated in heaven uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb, this great party. Ooh, it's going to be so wonderful. Just to be reunited for, with our loved ones and our friends. It's to, we talk about a party. It's, it's going to be something else. It's going to be part, And uh, the bridegroom is going to be presented to us. We're going to be presented to the, to the bridegroom, uh, Jesus. And uh, we're the bride. Of course, the new Jerusalem is, is the bride, too, coming down from heaven out of God. But Satan is bound a thousand years, and human life will be prolonged. These natural people are going to still be living. We have our resurrected bodies, but it's going to be a multitude of natural people that's going to still be living, and we rule and reign over them uh, for a thousand years. Uh, human life prolonged, that's Isaiah 65, 20 and 25. There will be universal peace and prosperity. We're touching on it right now, getting a little taste of it. Isaiah 2, verse 4. The world capital will be Jerusalem. That's the reading, there's such a fight about Jerusalem. That's where uh, Christ is coming back to rule and reign for the thousand years before the new heaven and new earth. And there's going to be a theocratic. That means God ruled. He's going to be uh, doing the ruling. We're going to be under Him. That's Isaiah 2, verse 2 and 4. And then um, this millennial reign of Christ on earth, it's the, the last dispensation of man before the final removal of the curse. Uh, we rule and reign for a thousand years with Christ, and the curse is not removed until after the thousand years, because it says the last enemy that's destroyed is death. So uh, that curse, people are still going to die. It's going to be universal, the natural people, not us. You know, we're past all that. But the natural people, but they'll live a long time, it Says a child like 100 years old, and it's, uh, it's uh, no removal of curse. And, but, but Christ will rule under God. Just, just get a mental note. Christ will rule under God, Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. David rules Israel under Christ. David, King David, rules again. That's uh, Jeremiah 30, verse 9. So David rules Israel under Christ. The apostles will rule one tribe each. Jesus said, each, each, you know, you'll rule over one each one of you have a tribe there, 12 tribes. So the apostles, that's in Matthew 19:28. All saints will rule as kings and priests. Revelation 20, verse 4 will rule as kings and priests. And you say, how can that be? Well, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 3, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world and angels? He said, don't you know the saints will judge the world? See, that's the reason. Don't just quote, judge not, you be not judged. Also quote to one, "Judge." Jesus said, judge righteous judgment. See, we've got to learn how to judge righteously. We've got to learn what the Word says, what the end witness of the Spirit says, And we've got to learn about this situation in America. We've got to learn how to judge righteous judgment because we're going to be judges, kings and priests. We're going to be judges because it's right there in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Don't you know that the saints will judge the world? I mean, that popped out at me the other day. Gosh, saints will judge the world and we're going to rule and reign under Christ. We better be knowing something. We better be studying. We better be paying attention to the news and how to judge these things. Because we're going to have to judge uh, during that thousand-year reign. Of course, under Christ, but we, we we have the mind of Christ, the Bible says, even now. So we, we've got to learn how to judge righteous judgment. And, well, I can't say anything because I'm not supposed to judge. You better be learning how to judge righteous judgment. What is the right thing here? What does the Bible say about this? What is the truth about this? And, and the Bible will tell you and the inward witness will tell you and being around people like we well, are Wednesday night and Sunday night. and You need to be in these Bible studies. You need to be in a small group where you can discuss things and learn how to, to judge stuff and, and know what the Word says. And, of course, Sunday morning, too, is really important. But anyway, we'll rule and reign. And there will be two resurrections of the just and unjust. We looked at that. Uh, I, say, I believe that was John 5, 2 through 9. Uh, those who have done good will come to the resurrection of life, those who have done evil to the resurrection of damnation, those two resurrections are a thousand years apart. They're a thousand years apart. You know, the resurrection now would happen. The rapture and Revelation where the the, the the damn the one, the rever- resurrection of the damn would, ha- would be a, a thousand years later. Okay, and then Satan is released. Uh, his final rebellion, he, he is released. That's in Revelation uh, 20. Uh, verse 7 through 10. Let's look at that, Revelation 20. You say, well, why is he got to be... He's been in the pit for a thousand years. Why in the world would God let him out? Lord, why would you let him out? Well, the Lord is so just. He is so fair. He, he just... He's so full of love. And so, notice here. So, so notice here that, uh, that right before that the verse, before uh, Revelation 20, verse 7... That will be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years? That's us. And notice, when the thousand years are expired, Satan will be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations who are in the four corners of the earth. That's Gog and Magog. Notice, he's still about his deception and his deceit because, see, he has no power except the power you give him. That's the reason, please, let's not give him any power. As I say hundreds of times, don't give him a handle to get hold of because if you give him a handle to get hold of, he'll take advantage of that. He has no power except deceit and deception. And so these people, and just try and figure this out. He goes out to, and the note here, the main reason the Lord has allowed Satan, the latitude is it seems to rid the earth of all who oppose Christ. These, these are natural people. The creation Sabbath witnessed the first deduction and the millennial Sabbath will witness the last deduction. And listen to this. Gog and Magog, spoken of by John, is a Hebrew term expressive of multitude and magnitude. Here it embraces all nations, the four corners of the earth, the quarters of the earth. And notice Satan gathers them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. That's shocking to me. All these natural people. Now, we've been ruling and reigning over them for a thousand years. And, but it's been with a rod of iron. The Bible says Jesus will rule with a rod of iron. He don't allow any uprising or anything like going on now. And, uh, and we, it says that we rule them with a rod of iron. We have to be tough with the natural people. And, uh, but then, the only thing I can figure out and see what the Lord tells you is, is that they're just tired of this strict rule in this discipline they said well Satan maybe Satan could overcome this and we could be really free to indulge our flesh again I like what Jack said not long ago. he was talking about somebody and he said this person and I think about it since he said he "said this person uh, you know they were coming to church and all and to God but they didn't like that uh, Holy Spirit was taking over their flesh and they wanted to go back into the world again so their flesh could come alive again. They could live in sin again. That was hit the nail right on the head. And that's exactly the truth. And, and I'm praying for this person. Ours says, you know, uh, we love her. But that's exactly what happened. The, because the, the, the Satan will lose hold on your flesh. And you'll start being holy. I mean, you'll start, I need to read my Bible and pray. Because I'd ask her, are you reading your Bible? Oh, not really are you praying not really and see as you submit to the Lord Jesus then the Holy Spirit starts taking over your whole being and you want to be in church you want to read the Bible you want to pray you want to be around Christian people and and that old flesh it will try and rise up still does me after 63 years (laughs) what are you talking about shut up I'm in control here. My spirit's in control. Who you think you are? I mean Brother Hagin said the same thing. He said that dumb flesh and said he'd be riding down, down this, uh, in his car, and all these terrible thoughts will come into his mind. Why am I thinking that? That's terrible. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. "Get out of my mind, you dumb, thought, evil, lustful thought. Get out. That's not who I am. Shut up, out. You've got to take authority. You've got to do spiritual warfare or you'll never be a victorious Christian. So so then here, um, as we move on, uh, Satan is released. And and, uh, so we just have to make sure we don't let him get back in. And uh, these people do. These people do. And then notice this, verse 9 of Revelation 20. And they went up to the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints, the beloved city. Now, where is that? Where will we be? What is the beloved city? Okay, at Jerusalem. And far came down. Notice God's not going to. Put. He said, "I'm tired of it. I've been putting up with this for since Jesus was on earth for two thousand years. I'm not putting up with this any longer." People say, well, how long is God going to put up with all this mess?" Not very much longer. Not much longer. He says. Fire came down from heaven and destroyed them all. And and the devil who deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone. That's where the, the false beast and false prophet art says. They'd already been there. And shall be tormented day and night forever. It's not preached today. And then the great white throne judgment here. Uh, I saw a great wife from him who sat on it, who, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged there, those things which were written in the books according to their works. So see, we're judged by our works. Uh, in the, the, the Bema judgment seat, every Christian is going to be judged by his works or her works. Uh, that's called the Bema seat judgment. 1 uh, Corinthians, let's see, is it 3 or 4? It's, it's pretty close there. It's not too far over. Every Christian is going to be judged by their works what our motives were. Why did we do what we did? And it says if our works are made of gold, silver, and precious stone, they won't be burned up. But if we're made of wood, hay, and stubble, that's uh, built on not Jesus and not His Word, they're going to be all burned up. Oh, Lord, all my works were burned up. And uh, But their souls will be saved because everybody at, at that judgment will be saved. They're, that's a believer's judgment. They'll be saved no matter if all your works are burned up. But they don't have to be burned up if you build them on Jesus and the Word of God and the love of God. And your motives are right. They, they will not be burned up if you, do it, if you do it the right way. And notice here, they judged every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. That's verse 14. And... This is the second death. The first death, you know, is a natural death. The second death is eternal separation from God. Like I said, if you're born once, you die twice, physical death and spiritual death. But if you're born twice, which is the, you know, the natural birth and the spiritual birth, you'll just die once would be the natural, natural death. But anyway, this is the second. Whoever, knows first, whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So... We don't have to be worried about if our name is not, whether our name's written in the book of life or not. Did you come and accept Jesus somewhere along the line? Uh, are you, uh, of course, baptized, don't save you, but it's important. If you haven't been baptized yet, you need to be. And uh, are you, do you have this love in your heart? That, that to me tells whether a person is saved or not. If, if they got love in their heart, if they love Jesus? And, and they love His people, and they love the Word of God, and they love truth, and they hate evil, and they hate all these evil things of the world that's not right, then, then um, we know that, that we're saved. And the, uh, the next time, I do want to finish up, uh, if I can, uh, revelation 21, the new heaven and new earth. That, that's when the, the new heaven and new earth comes after the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. Everything is burned up then, because when I was a kid, every uh, sermon they, they heard that said everybody's going to be burned up, and I dreaded that. And Grandma would say that, "Leroy, everything's going to, everybody's going to be burned everything." But that is not true. See, they didn't. It seems like they didn't have a revelation of the rapture. It, all they had was the burning up of everything. But the rapture, see, if we're ready, then we're going to go, and uh, we, we just change as we go up. We're not burned up. But uh, at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth, this new heaven and new earth, uh, the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. And we want to get to that the next time, and, and, and I won't take time to go into all that, but we're going to start next time at... I understand. I believe that you understand that that all this that we've gone over, reviewed uh, several times, I believe that you understand that. So, Father, uh, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the preciousness of your word that we can study and learn all these things. And we realize, Lord, as Jack Graham said, the closer we get to God, the further we get from the devil. So, just draw us closer to you, Lord Jesus. And uh, we just thank you, Father, for your precious word. Who cares about the clouds if we're together Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather Happy trails to you Till we meet again